Stay tuned for this episode where I interview Nikki Gary. Nikki Gary is a senior advertising student at the University of Illinois. Uh, she aspires to be a copywriter. Uh, she gives us tips and tricks on how to stay motivated and creative throughout the quarantine and the coronavirus. For you students out there, she gives uh, great tips and tricks on how to land a creative job. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give this podcast a follow on Instagram. The username is EnteringAd. As usual, this is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, and I'm your accomplice, Gino Shelton. Hello. Thank you so much for joining the Breaking and Entering podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. We're excited to have you. Um, for those who don't know, Nikki Gary is a good friend of mine. She has been working with Steph Mauer and I for the past year, probably longer than the past year, actually, but working with Midnight Oil as the creative director that's to remind you, if you didn't listen to the last episode, Midnight Oil is a student-run agency on the campus of uh, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So Nikki and I, we've been working for a long time. And even before that, we worked at, we interned together at Inspera Health, which was a corporate healthcare communications company where I was a marketing intern and she was the graphic design intern. Yeah, we, we go way back. That's right. And I knew she she probably figured she was in a long run when when she had to work with me in the summer and then we worked all throughout the year. So we know each other pretty well. So to start off, Nikki, uh, you're a senior advertising student studying, you know, or concentrating with copywriting, correct? Yes. So tell us your advertising story and why you're passionate about copywriting. Yeah, so I first heard about advertising when I came into U of I as an undecided student. They call it the Division of General Studies. And I was just kind of exploring my options and seeing what was out there. And um, I got to take an introductory course for advertising. I think that's where everyone kind of gets hooked with Steve Ball's course. Um, and you get to kind of see just like the level of creation that can happen in the industry. And I got totally hooked. I was ready to become an advertising major as soon as possible. Um, and at the same time, I was taking creative writing courses. And I had always loved to write, but I was getting to focus more in on it and and just see the kind of things that I could do and the poetry and the stories and everything. And it all kind of started to tie together and made me realize that I wanted to be a storyteller of some sort. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of all came together and I heard about copywriting and I was like, this is it. Like, this is a great path for me to follow. So I transferred into advertising, picked up a creative writing minor and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Awesome. I, I think it's interesting. I think a fact for our department of advertising at U of I, I think a third of the advertising majors transfer in. It's it's one of those transfer in majors where I also transferred in from DGS as well, because not a lot of people know about it um, coming in to school. Or that's what I yeah, I feel like when you're in, yeah, you're an 
uh, high school, you're not like, like kids are like, oh, I want to be an engineer or like these, like there's certain things you hear about and you want to do. But when you're in high school, I never heard like people saying, I just want to be in advertising. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, unless, well, I watched, I got into Mad Men my senior year of high school. So I kind of, uh, yeah. I kind of was into that. Obviously it's not the same, but if you were to say, if you weren't in advertising or studying advertising, what would be the next industry you would pursue? Oh, that's a good question. I think that if I had to pick a different industry to pursue, I think that I would still want to write in some way. I think I would want to like be involved in some kind of writing, like maybe more like publishing or just like the more English side of things. Like, I'm not sure, some, something writing, I don't know. Okay, interesting. So explain to those people out there that might not be familiar with what a copywriter does. Yeah, I mean, from, I guess I'm not official copywriter yet. From my copywriting student perspective, um, a copywriter is the person, is the creative on the team who writes everything that needs to be written for the campaign, whether that's the body copy in an ad, the script for a video ad, a commercial, um, headlines, taglines, they work with words, um, any words that need to be worked out. And I'm sure once I have my first copywriting job, I'll have a, a more broad description of those things. But I think just based on like what I know so far and what I've done so far, just any words having to do with a creative campaign is the copywriter's job. Gotcha. What are some of the works that you are most proud of that you've dealt with over your college career? Ooh. Yeah, I think if we're staying within advertising, um, one of my favorite things that I got to do throughout my college career was the summer after my sophomore year, I got to fly to Richmond, Virginia for 10 days and do a student workshop at the Martin Agency. And it was just so cool. I was geeking out the entire time. <laughs> it was like such a cool agency, such great people. Um, it definitely solidified that I wanted to be in advertising, but we got to do a campaign for Penske truck rentals. And, um, so we put together this whole campaign. It was like move forward. And I got to write this manifesto and, and read it in front of like a bunch of the executives at the Martin agency and they really liked it. And it was just, that was such a great experience to, to get that feedback and like work with a team of other students who were pursuing what I wanted to do. It was just like a great environment. Amazing. And to the listeners out there, those are great opportunities. What would you call those like leadership or like, um, like creative events or like boot camps? Yeah, I guess like a boot camp. It's a lot of times they're just like a student workshop. It'll, mm -hmm. It's like a case competition almost. Yeah. Those but, are great yeah. opportunities because everybody thinks internship to job and that's the only track. But this is great that you're highlighting that, that you were able to go to these, uh, this awesome workshop. The Martin Agency creates Geico ads, right? Yeah, they have Geico. They have, when I was there, they had um, Oreo. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff. I think they even had Kohl's or maybe they're 
working with cold in some way, but huge agencies, such, such cool stuff coming out of there. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to see what their culture is like, if you would be a fit there in the future, and just kind of get a glimpse of what it's like to be at a real agency. So students, look at those opportunities. When do those usually come out? When Do they have winter slots for that? Um, I actually have seen a couple winter ones. So I'm sure you probably apply during the fall for those. The one I went to was at the beginning of the summer. And that was the application was somewhere in sometime in March that you um, filled that out. And they, they chose about like, I think it was 50, uh, 70 students. It was it was a good number to split us up into teams. Amazing. And were they all creatives there or were there some account people, some strategists there, or is it just copywriters and graphic designers? There was everyone. They, they, they picked you based on your role that you were going for um, so that they could create the teams evenly and have like similar amounts of experience. So I came on as a copywriter. Like I knew that's what I would be doing. Mm -hmm. And so then there was an account, there was, um, a strategist there was a researcher and we had a designer and an art director and then i was a copywriter fantastic so those are great um glad you brought that up um you know you are looking for a job right now um as a creative role as a copywriter and right now we'll admit it is not the best time to be searching for a job um you know since the pandemic's going on and it's probably hard on your end to stay creative if you're stuck indoors for most of your day. So I wanted to dive into the topic of creativity indoors through coronavirus. How do you stay creative or where do you find your creative inspirations on days where you can't go out? Yeah, that's a great question, honestly. And it was a question I was asking myself when this all started and I knew I'd be cooped up indoors just like everyone else and just wondering how I was going to keep the ball rolling with what I was working on. And I'm not gonna lie, like it's not easy. I'm sure a lot of creatives out there, just anyone out there would agree that it's just, it's not easy. It's, you can feel like so ugh, like just caged in. But I think one of the biggest thing that, things that has helped me is really just getting out whenever I can. Like even if I'm just going out on my back porch or just outside a little bit, <laughs> it helps so much because you can just kind of get out of that, whether your desk is set up like at a desk or at a table or something like you can realize you're sitting there for like hours. And at least for me personally, that's not when I'm going to be most creative when I'm just staring at my laptop screen, working, looking for jobs, whatever it is I'm doing right now. So honestly, getting outside a little bit. And then at least for me, I listen to music a lot and I think that when I can just like get into some kind of jam like whatever mood that it gets me in it gets me out of my own head and and into this kind of like new space even if it's especially if it's new music kind of is like it's inspiring to me because I think it's just different artists doing their thing and then I'm able to just like get ideas for whatever I want to work on whether that's advertising related or not um like I write poetry, which isn't necessarily an advertising thing, but it sometimes it can lead to like a creative space for me. Um, yeah, it, does, yeah. It, definitely, it doesn't have to be, you know, advertising because, you know, creativity is something that's 
been surrounded or you've you've been with in your life before you discovered advertising so i think that's great that's not just like you're sitting down and creating ads um, yeah that's like not yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a difficult thing to do right now would just be to sit down i've even tried i've been like what brand do i want to work on and put in my portfolio right now and it's just like it's not something that's really easy to just sit down and do so i definitely would say like i also like do a lot of yoga so just like another thing to get out of your own head um but also just like sometimes it's nice to like consume the kind of content that you wouldn't have time to consume otherwise so i guess like a blessing in disguise to have a little bit more free time absolutely i i noticed and i just kind of i was thinking about this as well since the quarantine like what inspires me is I like to watch like creators or like, like on YouTube, if some, there's a cool channel or something like that, where somebody is just making content out of like the ordinary, I, I start to admire. And I've always been interested in like diving deep into YouTube where you are there for like an hour and a half and you're like, how did yes. I get this random, like underwater basket weaving <laughs> content? But I just admire people putting out what they're passionate about. <laughs> Cause That's I've gotten so there. Funny. Yes. Um, no, that I'm so glad you brought up YouTube too. I was never a big YouTube person and this pandemic has brought out the YouTube in me. I've been watching, I've been going down YouTube rabbit holes is what I've been doing. Yes. Too. And there, well, YouTube is all about content and I just admire when people yeah. are consistently putting out content. So that's what I'm trying to do as well. I, yeah. I love like great performers. So I will go back and I, rewatch the the queen movie bohemian rhapsody and like freddie mercury is just he just inspires me and just somebody that knows their voice so well and just goes out there and puts it all out like on the line i i admire that so much i love that movie yes yeah. that was so good cool so any other you know creative tips that you have for those who are stuck indoors and what they can do Man, I mean, I know all I know is what I've been doing mm -hmm. myself and every day can be different. Like it's not the same every day, but I really have been trying to take advantage of the time and not kind of like getting down in the dumps about it as much as I possibly can. Um, a lot, obviously that's not possible all the time, but just being like, okay, I have this extra time. I might as well use it to do something new that I wanted to do because I feel like at least like when I'm thinking about my creative side, it's about like getting into new stuff, trying new things and like seeing how it works out. So just, I feel like try the new things that you've always wanted to try. <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been learning how to play the ukulele finally. I've had a ukulele for years and I'm finally playing it. So maybe that's the tip is to you, try the new things. Do you think that will translate to like, you know, your creative copywriting for a campaign in the future if you're opening yourself up to these new endeavors? Will it come back around? Just like being open in general? Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. Open to all these new Absolutely. Hobbies. I think I think it's honestly really important to be open to everything and every possibility, especially when you're like you can call it being a creative, but also when you're 
being a creative for an advertising campaign, you're essentially being a problem solver. So you need to be open to to solving the problem in any funky way you can. So and a smart way. So I think just like learning different things, new things that could come back around and and be of use to you in the future. That's a really good point. I think I will. Awesome. Yeah, I think because you need to like train that part of your brain or keep it like keep it going, like kind of keep that muscle memory active. So yeah. it's important to just stay stimulated creatively, uh, creatively. So that's awesome. Yeah. Next segment. Are you ready? Yeah. So th this is a big one that is going to be, this is very important to a lot of people, including yourself. Uh, Steph and I talked about it on the last episode, but you know, we're students and a lot of students end goal. They go to college, they spend over a hundred grand on education, end up being in debt and they want to find a job. So what are you doing through the coronavirus to find a job as a creative role, which I'll remind the people out there, creatives, I mean, a creative job in advertising is difficult. It's competitive and it's part of the reason why I started this show is to help people find jobs. So Nikki, what are you doing today um, to help better your role? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Honestly, it was, it was an adjustment to kind of look at the job search a little bit differently because I felt like I was kind of like on a roll before all this started. And I was like making connections at a good pace. And I was like networking and working on these internships. And like for anyone who is just thinking about going into creative, um, at least the way I've seen it is that a lot of times people will graduate um, from their four-year undergrad and go into an internship after instead of getting a full-time role as a creative um yeah a lot of times they they want to be able to i can't speak for all the companies out there but it seems to me like they want to hire you after the summer or like as a creative you kind of have to be like test have a test run just sure. so that they can see if you like vibe with the team which makes a lot of sense to me um because i think every team is going to be different that works on a client however the agency works but um, so I was working on getting internships as best I could. Um, one by one, they started getting canceled, which is completely understandable. That's what companies are doing, what they have to do. But the way that I've shifted, I guess you could say, is that I have been trying to make connections, but for the most part, um, kind of looking inward and trying to make the best of what I'm working with, make sure that I'm creating a book that is putting out what I want employers, potential employers to see. And like, obviously your portfolio is always a work in progress, always, but just like working on something, getting it to a place where I feel good and then going and getting feedback from someone that I trust or someone that I've been recommended to get feedback from and doing that back and forth. Um, has been really helpful honestly getting feedback from anyone even if like they're not like some creative director like just like someone who i know knows advertising or at least knows what a book should look like or could look like is so helpful to me just any feedback and then going back and working on it that's been one thing that i've been working on so okay. the focus right now 
I want to loop back to what what you just summarize what you said. You started off with searching for an internship rather than a full-time job, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's just the nature of the creative realm in advertising. I don't want to go off on a tangent. I I think that's crazy. Like, I don't know. And I noticed some some agencies now are doing that for all roles. They're they're making, you know, each entry level employer intern for six months, whether that's a trial run or to test you or to see if you're a culture fit. That's it's crazy to me. I I don't know, but I get that you know from a creative yeah. perspective. Has that been like the norm since you like since you started researching it like as a freshman? Like, is that what everybody has gone through, or is that new? It kind of it no, it kind of seems like it for at least since I first started getting interested in advertising and and creative in general. But it seems like it's if you want to work at one of the bigger agencies, not even necessarily the bigger agencies. I shouldn't say like any agency that I've heard about, it just seems like they they really want you to be an intern first. And I'm not saying that that's the rule for everyone. I think everyone has their own path, especially as a creative, like you never know mm. what your path is gonna look like. Some people go to portfolio school and they, they have more schooling, um, which is definitely something to consider if if that's within your financial means and you're like thinking of having more school, they're great places. But, I've been stalking all the books that come out of portfolio schools and they're just, wow, well, absolutely stunning. I'm going to pause you on the por- portfolio school because I definitely want to talk about that. But so looping back, so you first started looking for an internship and then you focused on, you're focusing now currently on creating the best book possible. And then you, by doing that, you're tapping into your network, getting feedback and that's your cycle. Okay. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, how do you tap into your feedback? How are you finding these, like whether they're creative experts or they're just advertising people on the you know client side? How do you find these people? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Honestly, there's been a few of the people that I have reached out to and gotten feedback from have been connections that I've made like through someone else. Like someone recommended I try to connect with this person and they were gracious enough to have the time to help me or talk to me. Um, and give me great advice. I seriously feel like a sponge when I'm talking to anyone that's in the industry. And I'm just like, tell me more about everything because I just, I feel like it's, that knowledge is just so useful. Um, And especially if they're willing to look at my book. And so definitely making connections, seeing who people can connect you with. I do know, I want to like shout it out on here in case anyone's looking um, for people to connect with is the I think it's called coffee chats on wearenext.com. And it's like the website that's supposed to help with um, people finding junior roles, entry level roles for advertising. And it's, it's just a list of people who are willing to help during the pandemic and willing to connect with you and have like a quote unquote coffee chat, because obviously we can't get coffee right now. So it's definitely super nice of these people. to be that, really, that, that really connects with the insight I made with Steph's episode the insight is right now people are sitting at home for the most part but they're willing to have calls they're willing to have video chats and they're willing to connect with people right now like more than before um like the fact that we're doing this now we probably would have done would not be doing this if it wasn't for the quarantine so don't be afraid if you're listening to reach out to your network on linkedin shoot them a message ask them for a 10 to 15 minute call and you know just get that advice in because they want to pass it down to you 
people want to help others and they, you know, especially for creatives, I'm sure. That's yeah, it. that's so, that's such a good, I'm glad you said that because honestly, and we've, me, you and Steph have talked about this so much, but just the fact that people do genuinely want to help and it's one thing if they don't have time to help and they like, but they're not going to be mean or be like, no, like just reach out. And I, I even have to tell myself that sometimes, like I always think back to our imposter syndrome workshop. I know you guys talked about it on the last oh, podcast, yeah. but, <laughs> but just like it's it is hard because you're like what what does this person owe me like it's just they're definitely willing to help they're willing to feed into the industry like they were you at one point and they always tell us that so i feel like i should just keep repeating that and my 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 rebuttal to the imposter syndrome thing uh is that people love to talk about themselves so if you make the conversation mm -hmm. about them rather than you and you just listen and absorb like you said like a sponge then you won't have any problems and that should be like your thought process going into it. And as well for interviews, okay. when you're interviewing, uh, people love to talk about themselves and how great their company is. So listen to them, prompt them and get them to talk about themselves and they'll, they'll appreciate that interview more than others. Mm -hmm. Just a little human truth there. Um, yeah, definitely. Amazing what like resources are you using then to you know to do your job search like are you tapping into um like i know we are next obviously is one but like are you looking at anything else besides we are next or what 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 resources are you looking at yeah um i would say i'm definitely very sporadic about my resources like on the internet but there are a few that i um definitely use consistently and one thing that I love, I don't know if anyone out there is using this too, but I get the skim daily on my, into my email and it's just, it's a news update company and they just send you like a really small blurbs about the biggest stories going on right now, but they're kind of written in a funky way. That's fun to read and interesting. And I like, I really love staying up to date on the news, but I've never been one to like read through every news article that I see in the mornings. Cause I think that quite honestly, I just get bored. but, um, <laughs> the skim is actually a really good one that I've been using. I also have this extension on Chrome. It's called, um, I think it's Muse. I think it's pronounced Musely or Musly. It's M-U-Z-L-I. Um, and it's a Chrome extension and it's just like a, it's like when you get a new tab, there's like daily design inspiration and creative inspiration. And I'm not even like a designer, but I love seeing that stuff and what people are doing. It's amazing to me um, what designers are doing right now, especially it's a lot of times it's like their side projects too. And like, like really just like infused with creativity. So cool. I, I like, I like the recommendation to use skim daily. I think everybody should be following some sort of daily news whether it's a podcast which i recommend is the daily uh npr has a daily podcast just 10 to 20 minutes where you can take your time and sit down in the morning or whatever and listen and find out what's going on in the world because that's also important for job interviews and you know if somebody asks you a you know a, you know what do you think about uh you know the pandemic right now you should you should be knowledgeable on that as advertisers small like you know quick chats are important 
And even more so, you should also stay up to date on the agencies that you like that you follow that you love, knowing how they're responding and what they're doing for their clients in this day and age where um, it seems like every response is being tracked. So know what what you like and what you don't like throughout this pandemic. Yeah, that is a great point, honestly, to just pay attention to how these different companies are handling it. And that is really good point because it says a lot, I think, how they're going to respond in a situation that has that no one could have no one was coming or been ready for really in the advertising world. So, but was it the one you, did you send it to me or I sent it to you guys? And it was like, I think it was Biden and Kennedy and they were like, don't accidentally kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great campaign. They did that for Portland. Uh, It was like stay in, save lives. Don't accidentally kill like your neighbor, (laughs) your mother. And it was, it was really powerful, but yeah, that caught my attention. So those industry websites like ad age and ad industry will track, Ad age and ad week, sorry. They will track what the big agencies are doing on behalf of their clients. And you should should note that. And if that comes at a time where you have to bring what you admire about them in an interview, you can talk about that. Yeah. You know what you said that made me think um, when you were talking about just listening to a podcast in the morning, what I've discovered through this pandemic is podcasts are freaking awesome. They are so cool. I would never listen. I mean, sometimes I would listen to a podcast, but like, I feel like as a college student, you're not always like listening to podcasts, but I've been like having one on in the background. I've been listening to one that's like, um, uh, she makes money moves. It's like just about like handling your money, like as a woman or whatever. And it would, it's just like so awesome. Podcasts is freaking rock. And it, they're amazing. I mean, especially I, it's interesting now. I think one disruption because this pandemic is I'm predicting and I think the trend states that people are listening less to podcasts. And it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. if you think about it, because people usually will listen to podcasts in their gray area of their day, which is yeah, commutes and all of that. And when you're going to work on your way home, going to the gym and your car, the gray areas are no longer a thing. It's more like we're just at home. And we're working from yeah. home and you yeah, have time to true. just like, you don't have that gray area to pop a podcast on. That's true. I, the one of the podcasts I listen to in the morning, I guess I do have a lot of resources I listen to throughout the day, but the, I listen to the morning toast and it's like these two girls, they kind of like review what's going on in pop, pop culture. And um, they're so funny, but I, I don't even listen to them. I watch them on the YouTube live that they have because they have the podcast and the YouTube live, but I'd rather like watch something because it's more stimulating. Mm-hmm. Yes, we might be uploading this because we have a good video of this now. We'll oh, you're uploading a video of it? We might, we might. But, you know, thank you so much, Nikki. We will put your resources, uh, we'll put a link to the resources that you mentioned and any additional ones, as well as where our f- listeners can follow you because that's important. We want to build a network. Uh, we'll include all of that. But any last send-offs for our, for our listeners? Man, good luck out there, guys. We're all in this together, like everyone's saying. We're all going to find jobs and do great things in the industry. We just got to stay positive. Absolutely. Well, this has been Nikki Gary. Thank you very much. Thank 
you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking and Entering Podcast. I could not have done this without a couple people, so I want to give a shout out to Mikey Malarkey, my audio technician, and Buchan Jean, who is my creative director. Next week, we have a very special guest. He works at Amazon Advertising over in their second headquarters in Washington, D.C. His name is Armando Sanchez Monsivais. He will tell us a lot of great information, and I'm excited for that. So stay tuned for Friday.